What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior. It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, June the 20th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 884 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, will be joining me here at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. And if uh, June 20th, 2023 sounds special to you, well, it should because today is Linda Whittington's birthday. That's right. A number of years ago, we'll let you know during the birthday game, but a number of years ago, the beautiful, the lovely, the talented Linda Whittington, then just uh, she, she was a simple coontz was born uh, in Niagara Falls, near Niagara Falls in New York, and the world has never been the same since then. So happy birthday, Linda. We've, uh, it's been so far uh, what, we're, what we have deemed or what we have uh, uh, termed the, the summer of Linda, and, uh, and it is going to continue. We had a, a, a great party, a, a big amount of fun this past uh, Saturday at Historic Granger Stadium, and Got to tell you, man, uh, and I know I talked about it a little bit on yet. Well, probably a little, well, we talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show about how much fun we had at the Down East Wood Ducks game celebrating Linda. And I'm not going to try to turn this into an ad because uh, although they are a great sponsor, let me tell you, man, you ever want to have a fun birthday party, take your birthday party girl or guy or kid, or grandfather, or uh, whatever, aunt, uncle, out to Historic Granger Stadium. They, they treat you great. I want to thank, again, Shiver Person and John Clemens and uh, just everybody out there. I'm telling you, we had a blast. I know that uh, Linda did. We had a bunch of people out there, uh, and it was just a lot of fun. But, hey, like I said, I'm not turning this to an ad. I'm turning this into happy birthday, Linda. I don't know if she can hear me or not. She's uh, executive producing in the other room right now. Yes, I did air quotes when I said executive producing, but she is executive producer. Anyway, happy birthday, Linda. Had a blast, and uh, and it's just like I said, it's the summer of Linda. We are uh, in a couple of weeks. We're going to D.C. for a week with uh, Paul and his uh, and his bride, and then later on this summer, and in fact, about uh, I guess five weeks from today. We'll be uh, loading up on a uh, on a Carnival cruise ship, and set, uh, right outside of Seattle, Washington, and uh, cruising up to Alaska. So, again, uh, happy birthday! I hope you have a great day today, Lyndon. Like I said, we'll talk about it during the birthday game today too. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that. So today is Tuesday, June the twentieth. Uh, we've got another great show for you today, a really good one, man. Here in our first hour, we're going to be joined by our regular Tuesday guest. He's the news director. For the Carteret County News Times and CarolinaCoastOnline.com, he's our NBA and hoops expert, Richard Clark. 
We've already been messaging this morning. Uh, if, that, if that sounds familiar, Carteret County News Times and CarolinaCoastOnline.com. That is where I stayed up to t- uh, stayed up on, on touch, stayed up uh, with everything with the uh, Big Rock over the weekend. They just did a fantastic job. Uh, JJ Smith and and I apologize. I don't have the other guy's name right here in front of me, or do I? Yes, I do. Uh, JJ Smith and Zach Nally did a really good job of keeping everybody up to date with what was going on out at the Big Rock and just one of those really controversial endings that uh, I'm sure Big Rock folks don't want, but maybe they do because, I mean, it it uh, exploded nationally yesterday. It was uh, on ESPN. It was on CNN. It was just everywhere just how it ended. But listen, we'll talk to Rich about that when he joins us here in about 15 minutes. But it's also NBA Draft Week, too. Uh, this uh, Thursday, the NBA Draft begins. And uh, he's going to give us his thoughts on that. We're going to talk about uh, the big blockbuster trade that happened, uh, I guess, a couple of days ago and now with Bradley Beal being traded to the uh, Phoenix Suns. Or at least I don't know if it's been cleared yet, but it, it, it it's happened. We'll just see if it ends up uh, going through. Uh, Chris Paul headed to uh, the Washington Wizards. Don't really know how long he'll be there for that. Uh, but we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Man, there have been just – and, of course, it happens every year before the NBA draft – we hear all these uh, just uh, all these rumors, everything going on, and the Charlotte Hornets have been involved in a lot of it with them having the number two pick. Uh, I even heard Brandon's name uh, from the New Orleans Pelicans uh, being bandied about as p- potentially going to Charlotte uh, and being traded for the number two pick, and I, I'm here for that. I mean, I, I want the best for uh, for Brandon. I don't know if necessarily. That would be him going to uh, to Charlotte, but I'm telling you, I I might even get season tickets to uh, the Hornets if uh, Brandon ended up getting traded there, and try to make it to Charlotte as much as I can through the, could through the season to be able to go see him as much as possible. But uh, we'll find out from Richard how realistic he thinks that is. I've seen a lot of things talking about uh, Zion uh, Williamson being traded from the Pelicans to the Hornets. Uh, definitely a possibility there too, and. Uh, uh, you're very welcome, Linda. Woo! It's Linda's birthday. you got to give her a hug if you see her today and tell her happy birthday. Woo! Uh, but anyway, back to the NBA draft and trades and all that. We'll talk to Rich about that, and that's what we're going to do from about uh, 20 minutes to the hour to the end of the hour is we're going to talk NBA. We're going to talk Big Rock with him. In our second hour, we're going to be joined live in our plush well-lit studio here on Whitehall Drive by uh, a, friend, a very good friend of ours, Catherine Pearson, uh, and then uh, Jessica Cruz from the LCC Foundation. They're going to help us preview Matilda, which begins uh, soon at LCC. We'll get all the details on that. And just find out, just find out what's going on with our friends over there. We got to see Catherine at uh, at Linda's birthday party on uh, on Saturday, and man, we're going to talk about how she can have one foot facing one way and another foot, her other foot facing the other way. It's crazy. We're going to talk to a lot of. That's going to be fun. But Catherine Pearson, Jessica Cruz from LCC in our second hour, Richard Clark here in our first hour. And uh, before you know it, today's show will be over just like it always is. Hey, uh, we've announced it several times. Going to do it one more time. Very, very excited to announce that Michael Martin, friend of the show, Michael Martin, the car guy with the bow tie, the best dressed man in Lenora County, hell in Eastern North Carolina. He will be joining us uh, live tomorrow at 7:20. He's going to be—he's becoming our regular Wednesday 7:20 guest. 
that starts tomorrow. And as a, and as opposed to everybody else, we when we have uh, Richard on today, he'll be coming to us live from Carteret County on Mondays. We have uh, Mark Panicelli. He's live from Vanceboro. On Thursdays, we, sh- we have Shane Albee. Uh, he joins us live from uh, Wayne County. I think he's at Seven Springs or Goldsboro. And I, Shane, let me know. I, I always get that messed up. But, again, on Fridays, we have Paul Whittington live from Garner. Well, how about this? Michael Martin will be live sitting right here across from me tomorrow. So uh, pretty excited about that as uh, Michael Martin becomes part of our regular rotation. But that will be tomorrow. Uh, in fact, let me just tell you who are, we've got the rest of the week already all planned out, which is crazy. Uh, tomorrow in our second hour, we'll have George Whitfield. I've talked to him all week live from Omaha, Nebraska, just in regular calls. Well, he's going to be our, uh, eight o'clock guest tomorrow, uh, live from Omaha, about eight Oh five our time to be seven Oh five. His time in Omaha. That's going to be a lot of fun. Then Thursday, Shane Albee joining us in our first hour, and then in our second hour, Catherine Pearson will be back, and then we'll have a brand new, uh, brand new guest from LCC named Prudencio. I don't know if that's his first name. I don't know if that's his last name, but uh, he is going to. They are going to be helping us uh, preview Fiesta LCC, uh, celebrating our Hispanic Latino students at uh, LCC. So that's going to be a lot of fun, and that takes place this Saturday from noon to five p.m. At LCC, there's going to be music. There's going to be a children's area. A folkloric Latin dance is going to take place. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, And it's not just we'll be celebrating. Uh, LCC will be celebrating its Hispanic Latino students. But uh, it's open to everyone. It's going to be a lot of fun out there on Thursday. But, again, uh, Catherine Pearson making her second appearance this week along with Prudencio. I just like saying Prudencio. It makes me feel fancy when I say that. They'll be joining us uh, uh, Thursday. And then Friday, we will be on the road. We'll be live from the East Coast Invitational in Jacksonville. Paul Whittington will be our first-hour guest, as he always is. But then in our second hour, we've already got Wells Gulledge booked. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to get Perry Tindall on the line with us. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to get – Todd Bartley, who's going to be doing all the broadcast stuff uh, there, heading up all the broadcast stuff. I will actually be there on uh, this weekend, beginning Thursday night, all the way through uh, Sunday's championship games. Joining Todd Bartley, probably doing some games on my own, too. And very laid-back environment. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'll give you all the details about where you can watch these games on T. You can watch them on your tablet. You can watch them on your laptop. Uh, Kenston will be playing in it. And we'll just, like I said, we'll get you more details about that as the week goes on. Uh, but I, we, again, we'll be doing the Brian Hank show live from the ECI in Jacksonville on Friday morning. That's going to be a lot of fun. Heck, we've already got Monday's show planned out. Uh, Mark Panicelli is always in our first hour. And then how about this? Our first time guest to the show, Angelo Keys. Uh, will be joining us, uh, just one of the, uh, Kenston high school, all timers, uh, athletes. Uh, it was a hell of a football player. And uh, on top of that, too, a, a solid basketball player. But he has his own podcast starting, and we're going to be talking to him about that. Uh, he will be live from Katy, Texas, uh, talking to us on uh, Monday. Like I said, about his podcast, about everything else he's got going on. And just I've already warned him, just like we did yesterday with Shannon Plymouth, which, by the way, how fun was that, man? Uh, I, I've just been reveling in that for the last 24 hours, I guess 23 hours or so now, but what a fun time yesterday with Shannon Plymouth, uh, for, uh, North Lenore legend. Uh, had a lot of fun talking to her, and you guys liked it too. I got a lot of positive feedback 
from uh, you guys and gals out there about uh, how much fun you had listening to Shannon and just uh, an amazing, amazing person. Can't believe it. it shouldn't have taken three and a half years to get her on my show here because uh, she's one of my all-time favorites. I, in fact, I called her yesterday the uh, the female Josh Dawson, and I meant that as a total compliment, and she was. I mean, just a, a sweetheart off the court, off the uh, playing surface. But, man, when she gets between – just like Josh, when he gets between those lines, uh, you, you didn't want to be against him or her because they were going to take you apart. And, uh, man, just like I said, a lot of fun with Shannon. Listen, can't wait to have Angelo Keys here on the show. That'll be a week from Monday. And that's one of the things Linda and I were talking about yesterday. Is what, you know, I, I love this show. I mean, this show is my number one thing. I've got a, as We talk about it a lot. I have a lot of different irons in the fire working for the county as a public information officer. Uh, doing some work for the Lenore County Chamber of Commerce and just everything else that I have going on uh, in, in my life. But I'm telling you, man, this show is my favorite part of it. But uh, Linda and I were talking yesterday, and I think – I don't know if it's going to become what I would call, call quote-unquote a regular segment, but I can tell you this. We're going to uh, – I, I love going down memory lane. I mean, I've been here for 21 years now, and watching these kids grow up and – Again, I was, <laughs> whew, it uh, hurt my feelings a little bit. It hurt my heart a little bit when I'm talking to Shannon yesterday, and she tells me she's 36 years old. And you talk about taking my the, the air out of my sails a little bit. I'm sitting there thinking, there's no way she can be 36 years old. Because that would mean when I was covering her uh, back in 2003, 2004, 2005, I was only 35 or 36 years old then. So, man, you just talk about time flying, guys. It was amazing. But you tell me what you think. Uh, I, I really think, and Linda did too, uh, we're, maybe we'll have once a week uh, go down memory lane with some of these athletes that we've really never had on before. Like I said, uh, Shannon Plymouth yesterday, we're going to have Angelo Keys on uh, this coming Monday. Maybe that becomes just a, a regular segment where we uh, go back in time. I know there there are a hundred athletes that uh, I've I've covered that I've not had here on the show uh, going back in time like that. We really do need to do it. We absolutely need to do it. And I know you were uh, you, dear listener, you're wondering um, how these folks are doing, uh, just like I do. And uh, anyway. Lots of fun there. Yesterday's show, having Angelo Keys coming up. Um, so, uh, let's, uh, goodness gracious, let's uh, talk about, let, let's go down our monologue here a little bit. I'll tell you what, before we do that, though, let me thank our good friends over at Lenore Community College for 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable accessible and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit the website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And thank you again to uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at LCC for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks show. Uh, we really do truly appreciate them. And uh, I appreciate you, dear listener. 
Okay, uh, let, let me give you a quick uh, Junius update. Talked to his mom yesterday for a while, actually, on a do- couple of different calls. Uh, he is making improvement. Uh, he is, it's prayer time again. They're giving him a water test today. Guess he's not really been able to drink anything since the surgery. Surgery was a month. Was four weeks ago today. Uh, his brain surgery, and uh, they uh, are doing a water test today. Uh, to see if he can, uh, I, I guess the way she explained it to me, to me was he drinks water to make sure it goes the right way and all that. And then they do a test on him. Uh, I don't know if it was an MRI or a CT scan or something like that, just to make sure everything is going the right way. And then hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they can get the breathing tube out, get the, uh, soon get the uh, feeding tube out too. I know she was very happy yesterday. He was able to, uh, he put on uh, socks by himself yesterday. And I know that sounds like a small thing, but Goodness gracious alive, it's a big thing. And I'm just so happy that he was able to do that yesterday. And he is making improvements. Uh, I've said this here on the show. I've said it in updates that I've done on uh, Facebook. I mean, I just want this to go by so so much quicker for him. But it is a slow process, and it's something that's going to take a while. So uh, keep the prayers going up for him there. Uh, the Down East Wood Ducks, they were off last night. They start a six-game series in Salem tonight. And they go into Salem as the first half champions uh, following uh, Saturday's 16-6 to win over Kannapolis. Uh, they found out just a few minutes after that they were uh, first half champions, and they uh, have clinched a playoff spot. So it won't be too long. And it'll probably be, I don't know, we'll, talk, we'll try to get uh, John Clemens or somebody up here with us on the line with us tomorrow too or sometime over the next couple of days to let us know playoff tickets should be uh, going on sale sometime. Uh, yes, the playoffs won't be until September, so we're looking at, what, four months from now. But it wouldn't hurt to go ahead and get those tickets now and get ahead of the rush, and uh, they'll have some special things going on too for the playoffs. So uh, pretty excited about that. But congratulations to the Wood Ducks again. First half champions, uh, they play the first three. Well, it's a six-game series in Salem beginning today. Uh, the first three games will end out the uh, first half of the season. And then the second half of the season begins on Friday. So uh, it would just be uh, it'd be something else for them to uh, knock out both ends of uh, the, uh, the, the, the league race. But it doesn't matter. They're already in the playoffs for sure. The Kenston Wingman last night. <clears throat> they were supposed to play, travel back to my old neck of the woods, uh, up to Marion in uh, Western North Carolina. However, the game got rained out. And uh, the good news is they let them know well in advance before they got on the road to Marion yesterday. But uh, the, the Wingmen, uh, they are 6-7 and seven right now. They're in third place in the Old North State League's Eastern Division. And they are now off until Friday when they host Fayetteville. And then Saturday they'll play at Brunswick at the Brunswick Surf and Turfs, but uh, six and seven and in third place right now. American Legion Post forty three, uh, they are four and seven overall. They lost at Beaufort on Sunday. They host Wilmington at uh, Kenston High School tonight, and then they'll be at Pitt Community College to take home Pitt uh, American Legion Saturday at seven o'clock. Uh, like I said, uh, we'll get into the Big Rock thing here in a little bit with uh, Rich when we get him up here on the line. Actually, wow, about a minute or so from now. Uh, East Coast Invitational, as we told you, thir- begins Thursday in Jacksonville. We'll get all those details for you. Like I said, I want to get Wells Golage on here. Uh, he's going to join us on Friday. Maybe we'll get him on here for a couple of minutes uh, tomorrow or Thursday to give a good preview for that. College World Series update. Wake Forest rolls on. Congratulations to the Demon Deacons. They are uh, 
in their uh, bracket one championship game. And they will be taking on uh, either LSU or Tennessee. They beat LSU yesterday 3-2 to two and knocked uh, LSU down to the uh, loser's bracket. Be an all-SEC matchup again between LSU and Tennessee. Uh, the Tigers beat the Volunteers on Saturday, or yes, on Saturday, 6-3. to three, So that's going to be a rematch with them again. Then the winner of that game will take on uh, Wake Forest uh, tomorrow at 7 o'clock, and that'll be on ESPN. Florida is on the other end of the bracket. They are awaiting the winner of Oral Roberts and TCU. That game will be played uh, today at 2 o'clock, and then Florida will take on the winner of that uh, tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So, uh, man, College World Series, and again, we'll have, uh, we'll have an update, and we'll just have uh, some color from there. From uh, our good friend, uh, Coach George Whitfield, that'll be tomorrow in our 8 o'clock hour. So excited, of course, about that. Uh, NBA draft, we're going to talk about that a little bit here in just a few moments with uh, our good friend Richard Clark. Tell you what, before we get Richard up here on the line with us, let me tell you about Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car services absolutely, positively, where you need to go to. Uh, Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is open is owned by our good friend and local sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service when you need new tires. And tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And as I say, when I bring you up here on the air a lot, when we were talking about Spence, Spence Automotive, hell, tell him Richard Clark sent you too, right? Yeah, do that, yes. There you go. I know he's taking care of you in the past like he's taking care of me in the past too. So Richard Clark joining, uh, by the way, dude, <clears throat> The award-winning Brian Hanks show. How about that, dude? Hey, there you go. <laughs> Moving up in the world. Yeah, slowly but truly, dude. Uh, but, uh, dude, and I wanted to thank you. Like I did with Panicelli yesterday, I wanted to do with you, dude. Thank you for being a part of the fabric of this show, dude, and helping us win the uh, Small Business Award from the Lenore County <laughs> Yeah, Chamber it had nothing Commerce, to do with man. me, let me be clear. <laughs> dude, <laughs> you are a valuable part of this, man, and you really are, dude. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm being sincere, dude. Yeah. <laughs> now, nah, that's y'all's award, man. Now, you did that, so. Well, I would I wouldn't diminish it like that. <laughs> Golly, dude, man, you guys. Uh, before we uh, listen, we are going to talk a lot of NBA, man. I have overdosed a lot because I had gotten behind. As uh, people know, who are faithful listeners to the show know, you and I were huge Bill Simmons fans. We're big Bill Simmons yeah. podcast fans, and uh, Ryan Rosillo, who he has on there, and his buddy Joe Joe House, and. All those guys. Well, I had fallen behind, dude. I'm telling you, over the last 24 hours or so, man, I have overdosed. I got caught up on the last three podcasts. So, what is that? Almost six hours of programming or maybe five and a half hours. I've listened to them all, dude. So, I'm not joking, man. I have overdosed on uh, Bill Simmons. But it it has gotten me hungrier to talk to you and to talk to uh, you about the NBA draft, everything that's going on. But before we jump into that, though, Rich, the big thing, uh, it's it's sort of the Super Bowl for Carteret County and uh, for the Crystal Coast down there. It's the Big Rock Tournament, and goodness, great. Dude, if I had told you going into last week's Big Rock, and like I said, I know it's a big deal for you and the Carteret County News Times and for J.J. Smith and 
for uh, – and I always forget the other guys. Zach Nally. Zach Nally, yeah. They just – by the way, before we even say anything about any of that, dude, hey, uh, you need to give uh, old Zach and old uh, JJ a raise, man. They did a great job. And I was on uh, Carter, or CarolinaCoastOnline.com all weekend, man, and following their tweets and uh, – hey – Dude, no joke, no conjecture. They killed it, dude. Yeah, they did a good job this year. That's all I get? So, Come on, dude, I was getting ready to take a sip of water, man. No, nah, 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 they, they did a good job this year. We, we uh, Not them, per se. There were some other areas I wish we had done better. But I understand it is what it is. Our stories were better than everybody else. That mm. They probably should have been. I mean, we're the hometown paper. So I thought they did a good job, those two. They did. They were amazing. And, uh, but if I had told you going, like I said, I wanted to get that out of the way first. I really wanted to brag on JJ and Zach. I really feel like they did a good job for uh, Carolina coast. But if I had told you when we were talking last week, dude, and I had told you, Hey, the big rock's going to come down to the final way in. And then the person is going to get disqualified and it's just going to do 10,000 people in Moorhead City. I saw the uh, the overhead shots, and I guess they got a couple of pictures. Uh, somebody or somebody out there, maybe it was y'all, had a, a couple of pictures that looked like from, uh, not from a blimp, but uh, from uh, a drone. Yeah, from a drone. Dude, what a way to finish the Big Rock. And then on top of all of it, that the uh, that the Blue Marlin gets disqualified. I just wanted to get some, as the uh, news editor of the Carteret County News Times, man, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you guys have sold some papers over the last week or so, haven't you? Um, honestly, I don't know. I know our website's been doing pretty well, all things considered. Um, so I have no complaints with any of that. Uh, the, con- con- the controversy, uh, you're, you're stuttering is bleed it over into me now <laughs> must be contagious it is. the controversy at the end clearly helped that you know because people are trying to figure out what exactly it was and um so forth and jj and zach did a good job of getting that stuff up as best we could in a timely fashion because you know this was happening in the middle of the night so you know by the time it all shook out so um you know, and what do I know about fishing? Or <laughs> I probably probably shouldn't call it fishing. It's probably called something else. So I have to defer to them on that. <laughs> well, it's like how, you know, I had Mark Panicelli on, and he's down in Vanceboro, so he's closer to the beach than we are, obviously, here in Kinston. And he said almost the exact same thing yesterday that you said right now, Rich, is that, you know, dude, oh, I don't know squat about fishing, man. I mean, I, I don't. I, I mean, know nothing. I, I know had, nothing. I've had a fishing license about uh, four or five times in my life. I get a fishing I go fishing once, and then I don't go fishing again for two or three years. But I'm just, but I'm fascinated by this, and it's amazing. It's amazing how people like you and I, and I'll even throw Panicelli in there, we become fishing experts for three or four days out of the year when the big rock comes rolling around. And, and just that rule, and I remember from a couple of years ago when uh, those folks landed that 900-pound uh, blue marlin. and then Yeah, yeah. actually, I think it was about five years ago. Something like that, but do you remember? I mean, yeah, you're getting old. Uh, yeah, there you go. But they were trying to <laughs> load it onto their boat, and they couldn't because couldn't. it so was had to so drag big. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it scraped all the side meat off the fish. I'm sure that's not the technical term, but uh, long story short, they ended up letting those folks win. I don't, I don't know, man. And I know it's an IGFA thing and all this, but dude, I can't see where 
you know, I mean, the fish fought them for five hours. I mean, it, it, so what if it got, if it had previously in its life gotten in a fight with a shark or something and had, uh, you know, some mutilation a little bit there, dude, again, I am as much a fishing expert as you are a, uh, uh, downhill well, uh, fishing expert. Before I answer this, let me be clear on this. I'm, I am where I'm from. I don't fish. If I, I wouldn't touch a fish with my bare hand if I had to. <laughs> so let's be clear on this. But I mean, you know, apparently these are the rules. Now, I don't know the difference between the one that they scrape the stuff off on and, and this one here. I don't know. I don't know what the difference was. I didn't see them per se myself. You know, the way I figure it, if you caught it, shouldn't that win? But what do I know? You know what I mean? Well, there's more. Clearly, there's more to this. Well, what I read from your newspaper's report and from other sources too, I guess that rule is in. It's in the book because. It, they consider if maybe a uh, blue marlin got into a fight with a shark. I mean, and and it's floating. Exactly, yeah, and they yes, find yes, it. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. That's completely different. But but that's not what happened with this though. And the latest thing that you guys reported that I saw overnight is that uh, now who was it? I saw somebody. Was it you or somebody? Maybe it was Zach or uh, JJ or somebody put out there uh, who won. The other night, uh, Saturday night, the lawyers won. The lawyers always yeah. win. So now, you know, these guys that were on the verge winning $3.5 million for catching a fish, Rich, okay? That would make me want to get out there and try to catch one. But anyway, that's, again, a story for another day. But, of course, now the lawyers are involved, and uh, who knows how this is going to go. But I got to tell you, man, if not that this thing would ever go to jury, but if it well, would ever go to jury, man, I might be on the, the side of the fishermen. Well, let's be let's be clear here. This isn't the first time they've had controversy. Remember a couple of years back, there was a guy on the boat that didn't have a fishing license. He didn't actually do anything except be on the boat, and they disqualified him, and they would have won. <sighs> so this isn't the first time. And, and let's be realistic. Once you start getting up there with money, prize money, you know, things start getting not just contentious, but also litigation becomes involved. Dude. So it is, it kind of is what it is. Oh, you don't think there were some lawyers when all this stuff was going down Saturday night? <laughs> Dude, because I've got some friends who are lawyers, some good guys who are lawyers too, but you know the uh, reputation of that uh, of that vocation, and you don't think there were some lawyers just, right? can you not see them with their eyes kind of narrowed and rubbing their oh, hands Oh, yeah, I mean, what, and, look, <laughs> if, if I was standing out there, I'd have went straight to the boat captain and been like, I tell you what, I'll take it pro bono, but I get 15%. Yeah. If we win. Yep. Dude, what's, so, what you is, know, what's 15% of 3.5? Oh, probably about 400 grand, about 450, something like that. That's a pretty good payday, isn't it? Yeah. And and then you could probably tack on some money for embarrassment and legal and suffering and stuff because they got disqualified and now your name is tainted. So you could probably throw on another 30 mil on that. So, you know. Dude. <sighs> Okay, A, we probably All should become fish. lawyers. All for a fish. <laughs> You're right now. Is it fair to call a fish, a 619-pound fish, a fish? No, sure no, probably know. not. But, dude, 10,000 people and, and, out there Saturday night, Rich. And to your point, my girlfriend and my mother both say I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> dude, you would have been a heck of a lawyer, man. I kind of <laughs> see you being a, like better call Saul, though, okay? 
that's why I'm, I'm glad I'm not. I'd be just as sketchy as you could possibly be. <laughs> you know, Linda, I think I told you this last week when we were, because we were talking about stuff we're going to watch over the summer. And, oh, dude, we're, uh, I think we're in episode eight of season five now. And we just started two weeks ago today. So, wow. uh, yeah. Nice. Now they're only 10 nice. episodes a season and they're about 48 to 52 minutes an episode. So, but still, to have knocked out what forty eight episodes now in two weeks, uh, we're doing pretty good, aren't we? Yeah, you need to jump to the wire next. I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, you always talk about that. Uh, John yeah. Dawson always talks about how good it is. Do you think Linda will like it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know her full taste and what she does at all. The story itself, um, the best way I can describe it is this: they portray two sides of this thing of of this particular let's call it industry or way of life. And they show you that there's good and bad on both sides. And a lot of the stuff that's involved in, you know, you get kind of behind the scenes look, because as you know, I don't know if you know, but this was written by a guy, a reporter from Baltimore. No, I didn't that's know where it that. started. No, oh yeah, absolutely. And, and so all this is, um, let's call it semi true. You know, I'm, they embellish some of it, but most of it, the framework for it is true stuff. So, well, I have often thought about anyway. You know what? That's getting off. It's on not like it's not like. Yeah, we don't need to go down there. I was about to say it's <laughs> not like Narcos. Narcos is fantastic because of the way they framed it. This this fiction show framed it around these true events. Um, that's the beauty of that. I, the OJ stuff was kind of the same way. Uh, the framing of how they present those shows. The Wire is not like that. But it's, I guess you could say it's in that vein a little bit. Well, very good. Well, uh, like I said, man, better call Let's Saul get to the lead. <laughs> yeah, let's get to the lead. I don't want to waste any time because we've got so much going on. I'll tell you what, before we even get to the NBA draft, and I kind of, uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm putting you on the clock because I'm going to see uh, who. Oh, by the way, I got to say this, dude, because if I don't, I'll forget it. Have you seen the odds for San Antonio uh, selecting? Uh, win by Yana, number one overall. Vegas actually. <laughs> what does it got to be? Negative thousand to one or whatever the word for that, that is? Dude, 10,000 to one. So if you yeah. want to make $1, you have to put up $10,000 to make $1 for San Antonio. <laughs> How crazy is that, dude? I mean, you know, somebody's <laughs> going to do it just so, so they can show the, the ticket. But, I mean, Bonnie, you get your $10,000 back, but you make $1. You, you, Put in ten thousand dollars for San Antonio to take win by Yana, but in your 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 ticket back you get ten thousand and one dollars. I'm telling you right now, though, if it was me, I would go out right now and buy season tickets for the Spurs for the next five years if I had to wear with all. That's all I'm saying. And why, and, is, and that? Least we, why is that? Because they're gonna get this kid who, by all accounts, is going to be might. I might change the game, put it that way. But they also got a vast amount of cap space and resources, assets. They got Charlotte's draft picks. They got, I mean, Atlanta's draft picks. They got Boston's draft picks. They got their own, plus they got cap space. So they're in a situation where if this kid is, you know, 60% of what we all think he's going to be, they can they can double down and get somebody legit and all of a sudden be a contender. So if it's me and I live around that area, I'm going to get season tickets now. Wow. 
you don't think they've already kicked the prices up just in anticipation? Oh, you know they have. <laughs> they, you know they have. And, and honestly, if you were smart, the minute they won the lottery, like had the phone in your hand and they won the lottery, you would have been dialing those season tickets. Wow. Yeah. I'm with you. I think it's exciting times coming up for the Spurs with the impending and inevitable uh, selection of uh, Wimba Yana as the number one overall pick. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I wanted to talk about – we've heard for several years now uh, that uh, Bradley Bill had been – you know, that the Washington Wizards – not that Bradley Bill wanted out. I think Bill was actually pretty happy being the number one guy in Washington. But uh, Washington kind of looking at what they have and just realizing they're sort of running in place and Bill – in my opinion, maybe we'll uh, dive into this a little bit here, Rich, being on the downside of his career. And I really do. I think he's uh, – I really think he's peaked. I think he's uh, had his, I oh, think his best year. Okay, well, good. That's what I wanted to get from you. I think his best years are behind him. And I know the argument has always been there. And, again, from the guys you and I listen to between Bill Simmons and those guys – that uh, where would he be on a championship level team? Would he? I we I think uh, no one would say he would be the number one overall player on a championship level team, and probably wouldn't be number two. But Rich, can he be number three? Oh, he can definitely be number three. Okay. Um, okay. The, the question is the fit with these particular other two guys. You know, if he was playing with Jovic, you know. Yeah, you, you know, he could actually probably be a number two if he's playing with Joker. But, you know, we're talking about ball. I hate to say it like this because it sounds like they're selfish. But they're, they're Booker and Durant are ball first guys. You know, not that Durant cannot fit in because he's shown he can do that. Okay? Let's give credit where credit's due. Absolutely. Um, but he still needs the ball to be Kevin Durant. It's not like he can be Kevin Durant without the ball. Um, Booker. You know, maybe he can turn it up a little bit, but the part of his game that makes him what he is is that getting to the basket, getting to the mid-range, that, that's what makes Booker special. All of that requires the ball. So where does that leave Bradley Beal? Can he make the adjustment? I don't know. He kind of did it when we played with John Wall, um, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I Don't get me wrong. I think given the circumstances with the Suns roster – they were limited in what they could do anyway. And this was probably the best deal in all honesty because they didn't give up a whole lot to give him the money. That's it. Yeah. You know, the, the getting over the cap and all that, that's really the only hit here because, but I still think they have enough as a team, they still have another move. They're going to get rid of Aiden. And if it's me, I get rid of Aiden for three guys that can play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Three bench guys or one starter and two guys come off the bench. Basically, the guys they gave up to get Durant is what I'd be looking for. Well, the, the hardest question I'll ask you here, and I think it probably is the hardest question, but who won this trade uh, between the Wizards and the Suns? I mean, I've seen, and I and I've, I don't know why I've just so voraciously read about this trade, but, I mean, I've been on ESPN. I've been on other sports sites. I've looked at hometown stuff from Phoenix and from D.C., and it seems the consensus is actually Washington won this. Is that your feeling? Well, it. In a vacuum, yes. The the problem is they should have did this last year. I mean, you you got everybody knew this kid from France was coming. Yeah. So what were you? Why didn't you do this last year? So now what? You're gonna do it this year? Well, does anybody have any idea who the number one kid next year is? Nope. No. So why would you do it now? It's just 
you know, I get it. They got some new people running the show and that's the reason they, they you would say they won this straight because ultimately we all know Chris Paul probably will never even put on a Wizards jersey. Um, so they'll move him along one way or the other. Uh, and But they needed to get out of some of these contracts they got. I would be shocked if they didn't get rid of Porzingis and or Kuzma. Wow. Because, um, I mean, you might as well go in full reblow. I mean, this is what it is now. There's no reason to be stuck in the middle. It's one of the arguments I've had uh, with my football team in NFL for a long time. You either blow it up and you go for the Super Bowl or you don't. There's no reason to play for, hey, we made it to the wild card game. That's just stupid. And it's the same in basketball. If you're not competing for a championship, what are you doing? Well, I mean, that was the argument. And I remember asking you this when the L.A. Rams sold their souls to win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And I remember asking you because I thought, man, that's ridiculous. I mean, look at them now. They're going to talk about being stuck in the mire. or They're going to be there. The L.A. Rams are going to be there for the immediate future, dude, probably the next four or five years. Probably so. But, but they won the Super Bowl. They've got, they got the trophy. a Super Bowl. And just remember, remind people what you said about that. You were all for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. See, here's the thing. I think we get conditioned because we've grown up with Michael Jordan and then the bird magic thing, and then we had Tom Brady do. Those are the aberrations. Those are the anomalies. You know, this just they just are. So we get we think that dynasty building is this particular thing. Golden State comes to mind. But that's those are the anomalies. It's not like that. It's more like the Florida Marlins or the Lakers where you have to go all in to win one and then you're bad for a couple of years. That's that's more the norm. If you Washington, really go back and Nationals, look. Maybe even the Washington Nationals back yep, in 2019. Absolutely. Absolutely. You go back and you take out the Tom Brady's and the Steph Curry's. Take them out of the equation because they make it different. They make it a different game. Then you, you see a lot of these one, they get one and then they're bad back in the middle for a while. And then they get one and they're back in the middle. That's kind of what it is now. Because of the salary caps and, and the parity of the leagues and so forth, this is what it is now. Tom Brady threw that off. We all think, oh, they're building pro. No, nope, that was Tom Brady. Let's be clear. I mean, you know, at this point, do we need any more evidence to what that run really was about? I don't think we do. So in, basket, in the world of basketball, if you have a LeBron, yeah, you can maybe extend that a little bit. But now that he's in the backside of his career, you can't do that either. So you have to go all in for sure. Denver's in a position right now with their young core. They can think differently. They can think about two, three years down the road because Joker's still going to be there. Most teams don't have that option. Well, I look at a team like the Charlotte Hornets, and, yeah, we're going to talk about them. Because I don't even think – let me give you – 30, 45 seconds on win by Yana. I mean, you have been preaching. You have been the win by Yana prophet <laughs> for a year now, dude. I mean, seriously, think about it. It was at the end of the season last oh, year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you, I didn't even know how to pronounce his name. You've taught me how to pronounce his name. You've uh, <laughs> give, sent me links of where to watch him, and I've really appreciated that, dude. But, I mean, that, that, yeah, we're no, in bad shape if I'm trying to get you to pronounce somebody's <laughs> name because I'm terrible at that. Well, I don't know, dude. You before anybody else knew how to pronounce his name. But like I said, get 30, 45 seconds on win by Yana. There's no way, no how, no anything that San Antonio is going to either A, trade this pick or pick no, anybody uh, else at one. Is no it? way. No way. This kid, you know, your fear is 
that that big men get hurt. But I, I'll give you a couple things that I found interesting when I looked at some of this. The guys over seven foot three, you know who the least injured, you know, played the most percentage of games over the last two decades is at least names that we've heard of. It's it's Manute Bo. Wow. Now think about that for a minute. How skinny he was. <laughs> you wouldn't think he'd be able to handle that, but he did. The other thing I think is getting no publicity on this is that Wimbiana's sister and mother played basketball professionally or or at a high level, I, I should say, you know, like college or whatever the equivalent is in France. Now, I say that to say this. That means he grew up in it, and he was not always the tallest kid. So now we're talking about a Scottie Pippen-Dennis Rodman situation, except he's 7'5". And I think you can kind of see it the way he moves. He doesn't move like Porzingis. Nope. He moves like somebody much smaller. So I'm extremely curious to see how this plays out. I hope the injury, I really hope the injury bug doesn't start nipping at him because, you know, we've seen that happen time and time again with these big guys. But I'm telling you right now, the best clip of all the clips you've seen of him is at the end of one of those games, he gets switched on to a guard. And the guard cannot get a shot off. Now, granted, this guy's probably not, the guard he's playing against is probably not, you know, uh, I don't know, pick a guy that's great right now, Shea Gilders or somebody. But he's still a guard and still moves quick and can shoot the ball. And he could not get a shot off against this kid. And I think if nothing else, I think that's where you're going to see the impact next year defensively. I thought the clip you were going to talk about is the one that you uh, breathlessly sent to me late one night. You know the one I'm talking about, the one where he shoots a three-pointer, misses it, skies in, and dunks it, which I don't know. Has that ever – I'm sure. I mean, it probably has happened. I've seen it once. Okay. Do you remember who who was it that did it before? It was was Dominique Wilkins that did it. Yeah, so that tells you all you need to know. I was about to say, man, the human highlight film. That, that yeah, I mean, oh, let me give my shout out to him because I have this argument every so often on NBA Twitter. Dominique Wilkins is the best in-game ducker to ever play basketball, period. Oh, wow. Period. Even better than Jordan. Even better than Jordan. When I'm talking, we're talking about in-game dunking, not a contest, yeah. not standing around. I'm talking about in the game. Just do your homework before you come talking about that with me. Washington High School. Little Washington yeah. right here in eastern North Carolina. Uh, that's where he came Can you from. imagine what that team was doing to people? Because everybody <laughs> forgets. They had – Dominique's younger brother was, I think, three years younger, was on the team. But they also had Alvis Rogers yep. who played for Wake Forest. And we're talking about little Washington. They were probably just stomping on people. <laughs> you know they were, man. You know they were. Golly. Dude, but it's almost the same when you think about uh, Brandon Ingram's Brandon team. Brandon and I, yeah, absolutely. In, in 2015 absolutely. when they won the state championship. And, I mean, they had three guys that played D1 basketball on one team. I mean, now, Brandon's well, an anomaly. He is what he is. But when you get Mikel Hart and uh, the Dunn kid, too, who went on to Pepperdine, I mean, you've got three kids that are yeah, yeah, been a I know. star on any other team. At the 2A level, we're not talking about Myers Park in Charlotte or, you know, or I don't know. Absolutely. Broughton High School. Absolutely. We're talking little Kinston High School with 600 kids going there, you know? Well, you know, I hope this is the way I phrase this doesn't offend anybody. But one of the reasons that I, I was 
I did, I did not know that Brandon, I would have never guessed Brandon would be where he's at. And I, this is because when you watch him play, you can't judge where he's at because, you know, he's being guarded by a five foot ten chubby <laughs> white kid that with a beard like from me. Aiden Griffin. <laughs> yeah, right. No, like no me. disrespect to those guys. But I literally watched the game where they played, I think it was a boxing one, and the kid they had on him was a little chubby guy with a beard, <laughs> white kid, and five foot ten. So how do you know what a guy at Brandon's level can do against different competition when that's what you're looking at? So I would have never guessed it. Can I give you a similar uh, thought on that, dude? That's the reason why I don't think people thought the Greek freak was going to be so good. Uh, was it uh, Giannis from uh, Milwaukee? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you saw him in these grainy. I mean, dude, this is in the 2000s, and you saw these grainy videos of this 6'10", 6'11 guy, like you said, against 5'10", 5'11 guys and somewhere in Europe that looked like they were playing uh, like you and I at the YMCA, you know? And, absolutely 100 percent. and who could take him seriously when they're like well yeah i mean he's 610 and he's dunking over these guys he should be doing that how how would you have any kind of uh thoughts on that okay well yes. and, and to be fair that's probably one of the reasons they they are are biased toward overseas basketball is one of the reasons that they traded trey young for luca because you're like oh well it's european basketball yeah but <laughs> it's better than you think it is. That's yeah, all I can tell you. It really is. That voice you're listening to is Richard Clark. Hello. Oh, by the way, today's Linda's birthday. Would you like to wish her happy birthday, dude? Oh, happy birthday, Linda. Did you and remember, that? you do not have to settle for this station in life. <laughs> he said you do not have to settle for this station in life. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I think you're referring. Hey, hey, this is an award-winning radio show, Richard Clark, okay? Well, you know, it's it's like I don't understand why why John Dawson's wife doesn't call the kidnap number every day. I know, dude. And try to, you know, what's she doing? <laughs> Shout out to John. Shout out to John. He'll hear this now. You know, he's got a different job now, so he's able to listen to more of the show. Oh, does he? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that off the air, but yeah, he's okay. got a uh, new position now. But anyway, anyway. job. Dude, I can't. We've got. I, I've got to get your thoughts. Yeah, we got to get to it. Well, hey, I tell you what. Give me a minute or two on Charlotte because uh, so okay. many rumors floating out there, and I actually saw a bona fide rumor of potentially Brandon coming to Charlotte for the number two pick and a, a, a player thrown there. I think it was Gordon Hayward. Most of the uh, rumors have been of Zion, uh, Zion. Uh, potentially. Yeah. Zion. But. Just give me a minute or two on uh, first, you know, of course, with us being here in Kenston with a potential of Brandon coming to Charlotte and then uh, just address the whole Zion thing. Okay, well, if I'm the running the Hornets, I want Brandon, not Zion. Let's be clear. Yep. Okay, I don't want Zion. He don't want to play. I mean, that's, at this point, it's pretty evident. Um, and I think if you got Brandon, I think you're in good shape because you got some other pieces to go with that. Um and now you're competitive. So if I'm if I'm Charlotte, I want Brandon, and I would be all about that move. From a Pelican standpoint, I get why they would do it. Um, I've, I've said it before on this show. I never thought Brandon and Zion were a great fit. But to be fair, I'm not sure Zion's going to be a good fit anywhere that he's not the guy guy, the 1A guy. Um, and he doesn't play enough to be the 1A guy. That's your problem. So – uh, I think it's a good move for both teams if that's the direction the Pelicans want to go. But I think from a Pelican standpoint, they have to trade one of them. Yeah. They have to. 
Well, let me ask you this. Is there the possibility that Zion could follow the uh, Joel Embiid route of, you know, Joel Embiid, people forget that. I mean, he didn't even play his whole first season. I don't think he played much his second season. And now he's come on and he is, you know, the MVP of the league and all that. Can Zion sort of follow that path or are they just completely different players? 100%. 100%. If Zion gets in shape, I think, see, and again, I'm not in the room, so let me be clear on this. I'm, I'm probably creating a rumor that might not be true. I would need to see the information and the data on whether these injuries that he has could have been avoided if he was in shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's bad injury luck. Like you stepped on the guy's foot and twisted your ankle. And then there's these injuries that could be avoided if you were in shape. I mean, we all seen that. So I don't know which one of those those fall into. I would need to see him. I would say, judging from the amount of basketball watching, you don't actually see him limp off the court like LaMelo stepping on that guy's ankle. Then these might be on that level of, was he really in shape? So, yes, if he got in shape, hired a real trainer, and maybe got off of – some of the stuff he's doing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What would you be referring to there, uh, Rich? <laughs> Boy, and that and that uh, <laughs> that adult film star is doubled down now. She's talking about releasing video. Ooh. So, oof. yeah, this could get ugly for him. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be fun. Let's talk about the draft then. We got a few minutes okay. here at the end of uh, your appearance here. Win by Yana, obviously number one. I mean, again, hey, you want to make a one dollar in Vegas? Put up ten thousand dollars, and you can uh, you can win uh, that uh, that prop or whatever. Number two is interesting. I mean, a lot of people are. Yeah, uh, are, this is where the draft starts. Okay, well, uh, you who who do you have going to then? Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm taking Scoot. I, I, apparently, I'm in the minority, but I, I would take Scoot. I don't. I think the Miller kid, for me personally, is probably getting some Jabari Smith. That was the number two or three pick last year. Um, getting some of that hangover. You know, they kept telling us that Jabari Smith could shoot and he could do this off the dribble and he was long and whatever. Well, his rookie year was, let's call it a C, C plus. Um, he didn't shoot the ball well. He had struggled doing some of the other things. And I wonder about this Miller kid is insane because they kept telling me he could create his own shot and do all this. I watched him twice, and he was terrible both times. Now, that's that's a small sample size. But to me, when you factor in that really, really, really stupid decision that kid made, then I, I think you gotta you got to go with Scoot. That's just my opinion. Plus, I think Scoot is – he's a dog. He, he – he has that. I, I'm a firm believer that in any sport, but particularly in basketball, you can't win unless you have that guy that when everything's going sideways is going to look at the opposing crowd and bang his chest and say, you know, F you, we're getting ready to do this. Yeah. You need that guy. You just do. And I think Scoot has that in him, you know, that Jimmy Butler or whatever, whoever you want to use. You know, I just think you need that guy, and I think Scoot can be that guy. Well, very good. So you got Scoot here, and now this is assuming that uh, these that there are no trades at this point. So you got Scoot here, right? Going assuming no trades, I, but I still don't understand. Okay, well then, third, I may I assume that you've got Brandon Miller going third to the Portland Trail Blazers. That's that's what they keep saying, you know. And and again, 
I'm not as high on Miller as anybody else, but you know, all the consensus is he's a top three guy. So I guess you'd have to go there. Like I said, I only watched him twice and he was bad both times. Well, why is ESPN so just set in their ways? They still have, and they did right after the, uh, uh, after the draft lottery and all that, they have still to this minute, they've got Brandon Miller going second, dude. See, I, I like to believe that these guys have done a full deep dive and saw all the practices and, and the, you know, all that, all the summer league stuff. So they've actually got a good sample size on these kids. That's what I like to believe. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But, I mean, I got a real job, so you know, I can't do this all the time. <laughs> but you sure love talking about it, dude, and uh, and you and I mentioned <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. That's why I have you on every Tuesday, man, for times like these. Well, we've already gone through two tiers of NBA draft here because uh, win by Giannis by himself, and I think you've said yeah, that. Yeah, he's by himself. Yeah, he's at one tier. Then the second tier is Scoo Henderson and Brandon Miller. But then the third tier starts right here at the number four pick with Houston Rockets. Who do you have the Rockets going, uh, taking at number four? Um, by all accounts, it's going to be the, the Amen Thompson, the, well, the Thompson twins. Okay. But uh, this is where it really, you can earn your money from here on out. Because there are fairly sizable red flags with all of the guys from this point on. Um, so, you know, we could be looking at a situation where this draft, you know, like the uh, Anthony Edwards Lamelo draft. We thought that was going to be a good draft, but if you go back and start looking, you're like, "Woof, maybe it wasn't so good." You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, and we, and we may end up with that in this class because there's a lot of guys that have some ability, but they, right as of this moment, have some some really big question marks. And the Thompson twins, the biggest one is, can they actually shoot the ball? Yeah. Because they haven't shot well. To me, they look like the Harrison brothers back from Kentucky. And you see where they're at in the NBA. Yeah, so, where are they? <laughs> in Greece or somewhere, last I heard. There you go. So that's, that's my point. Uh, however, to be fair, the Thompson brothers are, are twins are bigger. They're like 6'8". So. And, and both of them, can, they are legitimate guards. They can handle the ball and all that. So if they develop shots – one of these guys could easily be, particular Amen Thompson, he could be the best player in this draft outside of Wimbledon. Well, very good. We're up against the clock here, so let's just knock okay. these out real quick here. Uh, Pistons at five. The Pistons at five, well, they could go any number of ways in reality. Um, but the other Thompson brothers are going to be sitting there to, for them to take. So I think that maybe – um, but I think maybe they're looking at a different type of player because, you know, they already got Kate Cunningham. Yep. And all the mocks have them taking the kid from Houston. Uh, I don't know if that – I didn't – I wasn't in love with that kid either. Uh, like I said, he's got some red flags. The Jarris Walker from – the freshman from Houston who was their best player, and they had a really good run last year in the, uh, in the college basketball world. So, as of right now, they got him, they got him most people have – the Pistons taking him. 
Okay, very good. Uh, hey, we're not going to be able to go through the rest of these. It is no, no. But, but uh, a couple more names of uh, who in the lottery outside. Obviously, let's let's throw Wimbayana out of this, and even like I said, that second tier of uh, Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. But who are you excited to see play uh, in the NBA? That's uh, in this rookie class that may may not even be a, a lottery pick, but somebody that you're looking at that. Uh, that you think is going to play, that is going to be really good. And listen, Wimbayana has already won the NBA Rookie of the Year for 23-24, and I think we both agree on that. But that would cha- that would somehow maybe be on that first team that a lot of people aren't thinking about next year. I'm curious to see there's a guy named Leonard Miller that plays from Canada, played in the G League. I'm curious to see him, uh, what he can bring to the table. Um, there's a, another guy that plays for the NBA, uh, was it Ignite, whatever that was, yeah. uh, that I'm curious about him. There's a guy from France that I'm, I want to see what he's got. And yeah, another guy from France, not just Wimbiano. I don't want to start trying to pronounce their names because <laughs> I will butcher them pretty badly. Um, and it's those guys I'm always curious about because they never played college basketball here. And I've been, an advocate of some of these changes that have happened uh, for a long time when it comes to guys that are going to make the leap. But the interesting thing is like the, the the center for Duke, who was not their main guy is projected to go in the top 12, I think. Yeah, Derek so, Lively. Yes. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy who, what do you have? It's like six points a game. And he, and he, like you know, that. yes. And there's a guy that is toward the bottom of the first round from Belmont. Um, I think his name is Shepard. I'm always curious about those kind of guys. Can they make it in the league, you know, from that Steph Curry small college place? Those always intrigue me. So Here's my last question for you. And again, Richard Clark from the Carolina CoastOnline.com and uh, the Carteret County News Times. How where, where does draft night fit in with you and your your – it's You're way up there. Affair. That's what I was going to ask because we know how you are with Thursday yeah. and Friday the NCAA tournament. We know how you oh, are the, with the NBA. It's top uh, five. Okay, it's top five for me. Where does the draft? And the NFL draft is the same way. I, I really enjoy the draft stuff. Um, you know, you get to be just kind of like when you put your fantasy football team together. It's, you know, you get to be GM for a little bit. I enjoy that part of it. So those are pretty high on my list. Um, top five for sure. So, well. I'll be there Thursday night. So what do you do? Do you, like, pop you some popcorn? Do you have some snacks around the chair? <laughs> How do you handle Thursday night? Well, some of that, yes. I just, I'm ready to rock and roll. I've been ready to rock and roll. So uh, I had actually warned my girlfriend last night about it. Because <laughs> uh, she has no idea the draft's coming in. Honestly, when I tell the NBA draft on, if you had to ask her right now what it was, she probably couldn't tell you. So. Well, hold on a second. Linda, can you help on uh, this cord is all wrapped up here. <laughs> our, our, our second hour guests are here, and uh, Molly likes to twirl the chair around, and I think she got uh, our, our headphones all mixed up here, dude. I, I know you love that behind-the-scenes stuff, right? Oh, yeah, that's some real <laughs> behind-the-scenes info right there. I love it. Listen. Blaming Molly for your technical issues. <laughs> that's what Catherine just looked at me and pointed <laughs> at me and said, yep. Yeah, it's, it's Molly's fault. You know, and she's been real gassy lately, too, you know, so uh, I just oh, wanted to know yeah. the ladies who are in here that, hey, it's not Well, you me, tell them okay? this, then. 
you tell them this, then there's been a recent study that showed that um, the stuff that makes those smell bad, some kind of sulfide, actually helps you against heart disease and uh, uh, lung disease. Hey, Catherine and Jessica, you're, you're, you believe my, my first hour guest, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to respond to that, Rich. I'm just saying, do research. <laughs> there you go. Richard Clark, uh, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Once more, for people who maybe didn't hear it when we were talking about this 45 minutes ago, sincerely, great work. Please pass on the kudos. And I'm not joking, man. I retweeted those guys several times over the weekend with their Big Rock coverage. Uh, uh, JJ and, and, once again, I'm forgetting, Zach. JJ and Zach, Zach. please pass on to them. That folks up here in Kenson uh, really appreciate their coverage, okay? I sure will. Thanks for having me. You're the best, dude. So that'll wrap up our first hour and three minutes of today's. Uh, yeah, I know, Catherine. I'm sorry we bled into your your time a little bit. We're good. <laughs> okay. We're good. We're good. Very good. Hey, uh, coming up here in our second hour, uh, very excited, uh, Matilda. We're going to be talking about that as we have Catherine Pearson and Jessica Cruz on from Lenore Community College for hour two of the Brian Hanks Show here on 960.